This is Countdown to Eternity and a warm welcome to each of you. Each week at this time, Pastors James Cadiz and Don Stewart scan the global headlines relating the news of today to Bible prophecy. Here now to introduce today's program, Pastor James. Well, hello, my dear brothers and sisters. We want to welcome you to another episode of Countdown to Eternity. And folks, I'm going to tell you this. We are headed for a very exciting episode. Of course, I am here with the great Don Stewart. Don, how are you doing, my dear brother? I'm doing well, James. Actually, this last Sunday was my one-year anniversary of my quadruple bypass. I'm feeling great, feeling healthy, and uh, very excited. I'm still alive, and I'm thankful for the to the Lord for allowing um, me to stay alive at this time and be able to talk with you and the wonderful folks out there. Yeah, and I kind of want to talk about that for just a second, because one of the things uh, that I'm very thankful for that came out as a result of such a terrible thing that happened to you is that more of the world got to see a lot more of you and who you really are. And um, perhaps one of the most uh, incredible changes that took place is how much we have built out uh, educatingourworld.com and to see how more of your resources are being made available for free. Actually, all of your resources are being made available for free. Um, certainly not. And I think we have to be careful here not to confuse the word free for cheap. Uh, it has yeah. come at great expense to, uh, to you, yeah. uh, but it's something that is absolutely spectacular. And you folks can go to educatingourworld.com. You can uh, download any one of the 63 books that he has published. It's 63, right? We're at 63, 63 now? right now. Correct. 63 published. And um, if you do want to have a hardback copy, you could, of course, go to Amazon and buy those books. But the reality of it is Don would rather that you have it there available to yourself at your fingertips without any financial barriers that exist. And that's why it's a great time, especially this time of the year, if you are interested in it to support the work of EducatingOurWorld.com. You can go to EducatingOurWorld.com. And uh, I think that uh, Don would be very appreciative of that support. As you know, he doesn't ask for it, uh, but it is, uh, I think, very special and helpful to him and his family. But it's been great to see how God has preserved you, bro, and the work that God has been doing. So, um, yeah, it is amazing. I, I, so, can I ask you this question? Sure, sure. You mentioned this to me early on, and, and we're only going to take a brief break to talk about this, but I think it would be worthwhile. Um, you, one of the phrases you gave me when you were in the midst of all of this, even while you were waiting for your surgery, the major surgery to take place, you said, James, you have no idea how providential this has been. Uh, this has been God's providence. Maybe as we're taking a moment to reflect on that, you can talk about that aspect of things for those who might be a little discouraged. And maybe we should also mention Mike McIntosh and how God used that to be able to minister to him as well, who went through a very similar circumstance. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I was just uh, November 14th, 2021. I was in uh, Lompoc. It's about a three-hour drive from here where I live. And I had a heart attack on Sunday morning. The first providential thing was the person running my book table there was Brad, the fire captain. Uh, four people with medical knowledge go to that church. He was the only one there that day. Uh, oh. And he, yeah, and he was back there and he looks at me. He's a fire captain. He knows. He's seen people. And he says, you're going to the ER right now. Went to the ER. They said, sir, you're having a heart attack. So they brought the ambulance. The ambulance driver and the guy with me in the back were both believers. And we got to talk about the Lord all the way. It was really, really great. We got there. The Lord 
uh, you know, had a very good doctor there, a team there in Santa Barbara, uh, take care of me. And then after that, a couple of days later, I went to um, the next one, the Methodist Hospital in Arcadia. And what's interesting, they told me all, you got to go to LA, the Sunset, Sunset Hospital, where they, they got the best cardiologist anywhere there. In fact, they used to be the only place doing open heart surgery there. Uh, lo and behold, talk about a miracle, James. The um, guy from uh, Calvary Chapel, he said, I'm the pastor, Bob Copen. He says, there's a guy here that works in Kaiser. It was Kaiser Hospital. I'd like to talk to you because he happens to be a physician's assistant to the cardiac surgeons. Make a short story long. He got me, he texted the a guy right away, the doctor, Dr. Yuan, who's the best guy on the West Coast, who agreed to do the surgery. So it's, you know, so I, I said, Lord, you're what, taking care of it the whole time. And <laughs> I made it, you know, made it out. And so I wasn't this good a year ago at this time, though, let me tell you, a couple of days afterwards, but still, I'm feeling great. The Lord's good. But the whole time, I, as my wife can test, I wasn't worried a bit because I knew the Lord had it under control. He's got me a little while longer. So I'm thankful for your prayers, people. And and again, if you're down, if you're out, if you're feeling like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen next? Trust God, because, look, he, had a, he has a better life for me this year than he did last year, uh, even after the heart attack. And God used you to encourage Mike McIntosh, who's another very valuable man that God forbid uh, I can't imagine having uh, lost him. And uh, that was an amazing situation as well, wasn't it? Yeah, what happened was Mike was encouraging me when I was going in there, going to have it, when I had the heart attack going in the hospital, then a week or so later, he found out he had to go in and have open heart surgery also. So I got to encourage him because I was about three weeks ahead of him. I told him everything he'd go through. We we're back and forth. He's such a great brother. And, and he's turned out, well, he's back on the speaking circuit. So yeah, I got to be able to minister to him too. And it was funny because like I said, right before I was going into it, he uh, he ministered to me before he even knew he had, a, had to have one. So it's uh, the Lord works in mysterious ways there, James. And Mike doesn't know this. I know Pastor Jeff knows this, but um, every single day, part of my prayer with my little brother and my sister, which we do every single night, I called. We pray for Mike McIntosh, Pastor Don Stewart, Pastor Mike, Pastor Don, and Pastor Jeff. Oh, And it's a normal part. We have not stopped doing that for Thank over you. a year now. Thank you. And uh, and it got scary there with Mike for a little bit because oh, yeah. COVID entered into his house while he was in recovery. And yeah. uh, the Lord just preserved him. Yeah. So be encouraged, people. God's still preserving some of his old guys. Yeah. Amen. Well, and I say this, I, I will, and I know we're taking up a bit of the time of the show, but I don't mind doing this. We need the, your generation sitting at the gates. We really do. We need people uh, there to guide the younger generation that in many ways is very lost. And I think that that's kind of an important thing. So I am thanking the Lord. Uh, Mike, uh, God's not done with Mike. He is absolutely not done with you. He's not done with Pastor Jeff Johnson. He's not done with uh, a lot of people right now that are uh, in that uh, older guard standing at the gates. And hopefully um, us young dumb kids are smart enough to listen to the wisdom represented uh, by your generation. And there's a lot of it. So um, I'm glad. I'm glad you're doing well, and I'm glad that God's using you at a completely newer capacity. The funny thing about this is, Don, you have ministered to more people in this last year than you probably have in the last 10, and that's incredible. That's an incredible thing. I, I'm sure that's true, and and just doing it right at home, because I've only gone out one place the entire year and spoken just because I couldn't physically. So I thank you. Uh, for helping with the website and the uh, you know and, and these videos and we hope it's continuing to bless the people. 
Yeah, amen, it is. So listen, I am looking at a story, and I think this is very consequential to the end time scenario. Now, I do want to say this first and foremost, actually two major points. Number one, although this story involves China, I still say that China is inconsequential in Bible prophecy. But the bigger picture involved in this story is really more the important thing. And then the other thing that I want to say is you are going to hear me make reference to the JCPA, not to be confused with the JCPOA, right? Uh, every now and then you might hear me say JCPOA. I mean to say the JCPA, which is the Journalism uh, Competition and Preservation Act. Now, I'm going to read a very interesting uh, portion of this uh, from Breitbart, and then uh, I'm Don, I'm going to open it up to your commentary because there is some good analysis that we can bring to the table on this. Let me read this. It says, the Journalism Competition and Preservation Act contains a loophole that would allow foreign news organizations, including Chinese organizations, to influence the flow of information in the United States, even as lawmakers prepare to attach the derided media bailout bill to the National Defense Authorization Act, a bill to fund national defense. Now, the JCPA has already attracted condemnation for its core elements, namely the transfer of wealth to already wealthy media companies and the potential for the media industry to demand more censorship from Silicon Valley platforms. But the China concerns, which are reportedly attracting attention on the Hill, add another twist to the story of a bill that has reportedly been uh, revived from the dead by media lobbyists over the past two years. Let me read this last paragraph here, and then we can start talking about it. The JCPA creates a must-carry and must-pay scheme forcing U.S. tech companies both to carry and pay for the content of news organizations through mandato mandatory arbitration agreements. Now, let me just basically tell you, uh, without getting into a big to-do about uh, the intricacies of this, what this, in essence, uh, transforms to is into more of a universal globalist mechanism to be able to provide uh, potentially propagandist material to the rest of the world. Uh, this is a bill that could be used, in essence, to make us one step closer to a uh, unifying picture of a single source of propagandist information. This is a bill that could very easily accelerate us into the culture, the world, and the ideals of the Antichrist's Revelation 13 world. So, Don, what do you think of this? Yeah, it's it's worrisome, particularly in light of what we just found out about Twitter, what they were doing during the last election, helping the Democrat Party. Uh, we've got the um, you know the media obviously against uh, conservative people, Bible-believing Christians, and the such like. And this here, it's it's worrisome because, like the article says, uh, what's happening is you get more and more articles that come out from the China Daily that partner with U.S. publications and they're inserting articles that portray the Chinese government and life in China as a positive light. I'm sure, James, if you could talk to someone in China, a man on the street, woman on the street that wasn't being censored, which is nobody, they're all being censored, they would tell us that they'd like to go somewhere else because it's not a positive light there whatsoever with their social credit system. The idea you basically have to bow to the image of Xi Jinping and that. And so the last thing we need 
is China having a say or having a place at the table with the free press of the United States of America and inserting stories that make them not look bad. And so the idea would be, and it's getting closer to like what you said, the world just being a, you know, a um, neighborhood without being a brotherhood in the sense that we're all uh, people seeming to sing from the same hymnal now. And that's the hymnal of, you know, socialism of, of, of type of uh, situation where there's um, just no, no individual countries, no real need, just a globalist point of view. And so it's, it's very worrisome. Now, what's interesting is we're doing this uh, video. There is pushback going on. There's people talking about filibustering this and keeping it because it's, a, remember, it's attached to another bill. That's the sad thing. When you attach something to a bill, and here's the worrisome thing. There's no debate. There's no, this is just something thrown on. And just, well, we'll just sign this into law without debating it, without, you know, having any witnesses. And that, to me, is the really worrisome thing, because I believe, because I don't think anybody really understands how bad this thing is and what it could mean. And so at least it's coming to light now. And hopefully, hopefully it won't uh, it won't see the light of day as law in our country. Yeah, and it's very interesting because I have always made this contention, Don, that what we're seeing with these laws is even if they don't pass, right, we are looking at a very calculated pushing of the Overton window. So it might not be accepted by the general public today, and thus lawmakers may reject it, but it will revive itself in some form or another where it will generally be accepted. I think it's a very important point, and we've talked about this on numerous occasions, whether it be separately or uh, together corporately, people have to understand that when Revelation 13 happens, perhaps one of the most deceptive aspects of how people interpret Revelation 13 is that this is going to be something that comes upon people against their will, and that in essence it's going to be, well, I think I've taken the mark because I had this shot or I did this. Well, the reality of it is people will know every step of the way what they're doing. They're going to know that they're worshiping the beast. They're going to know that they're taking the mark of the beast. They're going to understand it. As a matter of fact, according to what we read in the book of Revelation, I believe it's Revelation 14, there are angels that are telling people, don't do this. Don't take the mark. And people will still be lined up. They will be in line, glad to take the mark. And, and this goes right back to the idea that people will be deceived People are going to know exactly what they're doing. And this is very critical for us to be able to understand. This window that continues to be pushed is ugly. And uh, they are pushing these things into the public eye so that eventually things a little less worse than what's being brought up will be accepted. And then eventually we'll get to the place where those things that are terrible are going to be accepted. And I believe this JCPA uh, is exactly a picture of that. As a matter of fact, I want to read a portion of this paragraph. It says this, it says, many of the publishers that would benefit from JCPA are currently carrying advertisements and affiliated content from entities that are owned, controlled, or influenced by the Chinese Communist Party and its affiliates. The JCPA uh, would effectively require United States platforms to carry Chinese Communist Party-promoted speech. And again, this goes back to the infrastructural mechanism that will be driving the world of Revelation 13 that we see. 
Um, and uh, it's uh, it's quite interesting, right? It it goes back to dealing with that great mystery, right? <laughs> we know what we're talking about, right? Babylon in, in, in the location, the exact location, of course, but as well the spiritual aspect of where all of this is involved. It goes right back to the worship of everything that is outside of who the true and living God is that drives people into a, a brainwashing that creates a, a culture of acceptance of evil. And that's what we're looking at right here. Yeah, it reminds me of the uh, Russian comedian Yakov Smirnov. I don't know if you remember oh, yeah. him. He said, "Oh yeah." He said, "In Russia, we have in Russia we have two channels on our our television set. Channel one is propaganda. You turn to channel two, and the guy says, turn back to channel yeah, one.' Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. And so the, <laughs> the the point is, this is where the world's going. And there's and it's it, we've talked about this before. It hasn't happened over. It's incremental. It's a one step here. It's like, oh, this isn't too bad. Oh, okay, well, we'll give this. And before you know, you're looking around. And, You've given your freedoms are taken away, and what you're hearing as news is propaganda from Chinese Communist Party, whoever else it might be, and it's uh, no wonder people are you know are just uh, lost. No wonder they'll they'll follow, like you said, with the mark of the beast. This is something they'll willingly enter into. They don't care. They think, oh, this is good, you know, because they've been taught to follow the sheep. Now, the, the what's we know what's best for you. And uh, this is going to be the mess that they find themselves in the world. And we're moving towards that. Yeah. And I, I'm saying it. I know it's crazy. It's a crazy thing to say, but get ready for the world of the final Antichrist. And uh, we yep. we are seeing this uh, more and more. And again, it should not be anything that should surprise us. We have the head of Planned Parenthood, who's basically saying that all human beings are sexual beings. And the best form of sexual education is to expose five-year-olds to pornography. Um, I mean, you talk about the God of Molech, you talk about Baal, you talk about this, all of these things that are happening, and it's becoming more and more notable and more and more acceptable. You've got Raphael Warnick, who is uh, re he's running for his spot again back in the Senate, who is a pastor. Uh, well, he's not one of God's pastors, but he's a pastor, Ebenezer Christian Church in uh, Georgia, and he says that Jesus— would want women to have the choice to murder babies through abortion. And people are accepting it. Hook, line, and sinker, they're buying it. The culture of ex exploitation is real. The element of Satan worship in it, when you look at the story of Balenciaga and what's happened over there with uh, the exploit of children and the demonic influences that are tied to it, all of this moves into the world of the final Antichrist. We're all there. And uh, it, I'm telling you, it's happening very rapidly. It's materializing in front of us. And it is indeed a very, very ugly world that we are facing. And then it's interesting because we've got this other article that came out in Breitbart as well that says it's related to the Department of Defense. And it says China is creating a new normal of military activity around Taiwan. And uh, you remember, John, I have to say this. Do you remember when? Even if there was talk about Taiwan, all of the alarms would go off everywhere. Everybody would be like, right? Mm -hmm. Now we talk about Taiwan and everyone goes, ah, whatever, right? And what people don't realize is every single day that goes by, there's an increase in military activity by the Chinese Communist Party towards 
Taiwan. Now, why is that a big deal? Because I believe that the um, uh, what I call the annexation of Hong Kong, right, and what will eventually be the overrunning of Taiwan by China will be literally the final nail that drives into the coffin of China, which adds to the inconsequentiality of it in Bible times and opens up the door for Russia to be able to do what it wants to do and for this conglomerate of nations to set up in the context of what we read about for Ezekiel 38. It, you can't make this stuff up, and it's becoming even more remarkable by the moment, especially when you examine what the worldview is concerning all of this stuff. So what do you say about all this? Yeah, uh, Taiwan is, you know, extremely valuable. What is it they make? What the percentage of semiconductor? 60% of the whole semiconductor, uh, the world's semiconductor consumption is produced in Taiwan. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if you took over Taiwan, you would be calling the shots, wouldn't you, with respect to semiconductors and that. And China believes Taiwan, of course, is part of greater China. It's a whole other story there. And we'll see where all that happens. But the bottom line is, for some reason, at the end of the day, we know that the United States and China will not be major players. Now, there's a number of scenarios. We don't know which one's going to pan out. But we do know this. Our eyes need to be on Israel, on Western Europe, on Russia, because that's where the action is in the last days. And of course, the whole globalist mentality, which will include all those countries. Yeah, amen to that. And it's funny how you would say we need to keep an eye on Israel. We need to keep an eye on Europe. We are seeing the, the, the materialization, the normalization that's beginning to exist now between Israel and many nations that you never thought possible. You have Azerbaijan, which we talked about uh, a few weeks ago. You've got the situation, and by the way, very first uh Shiite country that says we want uh, uh diplomatic relations with Israel and are setting up their embassy in Jerusalem and then you think about the picture that's being drawn from Turkey who happens to be very close with Azerbaijan who basically uh Erdogan specifically who's been no friend no friend to Netanyahu as of late comes up to him and says congratulations things are going to be great listen look up <laughs> we 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 are seeing the evidence mount Don, time has gone by. We, I cannot believe we're almost finished here. We've got a couple of minutes. I'm going to give you the last word as usual. Um, what say you? Okay, yeah. What we see, gang, every week is more and more stories supernaturally, even though it's in the natural realm, putting together a scenario that Scripture is predictive anywhere from 2,000 to 3,500 years ago. The scenario is set in stone because it's there in, in, in the Bible. And now we see the world catching up to it in ways we couldn't even imagine. And what we do here on Countdown to Eternity is bring that to your knowledge, not because we're, we just want to talk about political issues or economic issues. No, it's spiritual issues because the God of eternity has told us this in his word so we can know that he exists. He's in control of the future. He knows the future and he wants us to know him in a personal way. So at the end of the day, James, you know, what we do here, and you know this very well, is to bring people to faith in Christ, because uh, the Lord Jesus has told us these things. He's told his disciples, I've told you these things ahead of time. When they happen, you might believe. He's given us many, many reasons to believe, and we have a responsibility to act on that, to trust him as our Savior. And so, again, at the end of the day, we do this not only to inform you what's going on, but to tell you how supernaturally and incredibly precise it's all lining up, just like the Bible said it would. Again, like we say, you can't make this stuff up. This is a God thing, and we're watching it, we're reporting it, and we're thankful that we happen to be living at the time and we have the technology where we can talk to you wherever you might be in the world and share with you the wonderful truth of God's word, how it's all coming together in these times to set the stage for the coming of the Lord into our world. So for that, 
We are very, very thankful. Amen. And can I make a recommendation? I think that you guys should go to Educating Our World and read some publications that Don wrote a while ago, but are way more relevant today than they were even at the time that he wrote it. And that is his 25 Signs book uh, that I think is really good. And then the timeline of 50 last end times events. Uh, both more relevant today than they were back then. And we have been giving those books away like water to people because they are powerful and they speak to some pretty amazing things that are happening. So folks, we do hope that you have enjoyed watching this or listening to this as much as we've enjoyed making it. On behalf of the great Don Stewart, we want to wish you first a very Merry Christmas as we are approaching that season to glorify our Lord, which that season is every season but we are excited about what God has in store for us as we approach the end of the year. We are looking forward to doing a, an end of year special where we are going to talk about some of the things that have gone on over the past year that are noteworthy to mention. Very excited about that. So may God richly bless you as you seek him and put him first. It is exciting as we take that journey to count down together to eternity. God bless you guys. You're listening to Countdown to Eternity with Pastors James Cadiz and Don Stewart. Hear this program by podcast wherever you like to listen to your favorite podcasts and at CountdownToEternity.com. That's Countdown, the number two, Eternity.com. Don Stewart is an author and you can access his books for free at EducatingOurWorld.com. Many of them relate to end times Bible prophecy. But Pastor James is very active on social media these days. Watch his daily updates on Facebook, Instagram, Rumble, or YouTube. Follow Countdown to Eternity, Educating Our World, and James Cadiz. Then subscribe to our YouTube channel at Calvary Chapel, Signal Hill. Your financial support helps us remain on the air. Thank you for standing with us in these last days. You can make a donation at CountdownToEternity.com. We'd also love to hear from you by email. If you have a question about the end times or prayer request, send it to us. We'd love to hear from you. You can do that at CountdownToEternity.com. That's all the time we have for today, but come back next week as we continue to Countdown to Eternity with James Cadiz and Don Stewart. This program is brought to you by Calvary Chapel, Signal Hill, 